It's a Rich Word. Hi, and welcome to It's a Rich Word podcast, featuring the teachings of Drs. Adam and Ava Richardson of Christian Life Bible Church in Gratina, Louisiana. We welcome you to join us each day to receive a rich word from our pastors over 30 years of ministry. You will laugh, you will cry, you will be inspired, you will transform. We invite you to join us and to tell a friend about the podcast. Subscribe, like, and join us each day for a rich word. I want to set the tone with this. Wherein time pass? Wherein time pass? Well, this is the used to be, right? Time pass is the stuff that used to be. Amen. Ye walked according to the course of this world. You see, you walked according to the course of this world. In other words, you practice all of the what I, what I can call it, let's say principles, the governing principles of the world. It was dominant where your life was concerned. Principles of the world. Amen? Now, but remember, that's what? Past. Times past. All right. You walked according to the, to the course of this world, according to, now pay close attention right here, the prince of the power of the air. Now, the prince of power of the air is a is a demon spirit. Now, what does that spirit what does that spirit uh, causes? What it does? It alters the order and government of God. I won't say that again. This spirit alters the government and order of God. In other words, it doesn't want you to know things from God's perspective. It alters, if it's allowed to. It alters the government of God. It alters the order of God. That's what he does. Are you listening? Now, I want you to see something here. It's something very powerful. Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now pay attention. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now the children of disobedience, he's really, when he says the children of disobedience, he's talking about, he's talking about people in the world. See, He said this spirit works in the children of disobedience. Who's the disobedient? The people, those who are not in Christ. That's, a, that's called, they are the disobedient children. But now there's something I want you to pay close attention to here because this spirit is drawn to areas of disobedience. Amen. Now, what, now you're in Christ, but this spirit will pay attention to you if you practice disobedience. Because it's drawn to those. See, it's drawn to principles of disobedience. Now, this spirit lives with those who are in the world. It governs. It controls. It dominates them. But now you're not in the world. 
So it's it's not it's not it's not supposed to govern you. It's not supposed to c- control your life. So this spirit shouldn't control you. But if you have areas that you're consistently disobedient in, then it becomes drawn to you. Now, when it becomes drawn to you, what it does, it alters the government and order of God. Got it? It will give you a different view about God's plan, purpose, will, and all those kinds of things. Isn't that, isn't that something? Now, one of the main areas that you can be disobedient in and consistently disobedient in is your responsibility as a parent. Now, I'm going to show you some things tonight that should bless you. Now, if you are, as a parent, consistently disobedient to the order and government of God, then your children don't stand a chance. Amen. And you're highly disappointed in them, but you're the one that's sowing the seed. Now, what are we talking about here? But, you know, don't you have you can you can be disobedient and then recover yourself, you know, turn around from it. But what we're talking about here is consistent obedience. You see, and this spirit works to alter the government and the order of God. Now, what else? There's another thing that gives this spirit access again to your life is willful ignorance. You know, you ever been in a situation where you don't want to know? Because if you come to know a thing, and, and if you come to know it, then you become accountable and responsible. Now, what you don't know, see, the devil can't work in the areas where you don't know. He only work in the areas that you do know, but refuse to do. When the devil tempt you in any given area of life, it's because you have knowledge about that area, but you refuse to obey what you have knowledge of. Then at that point, it opens a door for him to tempt you. But now, just in, in just the fact that you don't know a thing, he 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 can he he don't want to mess with you with that, because it ain't gonna cause no problem. He want to mess with you in the areas where you're gonna have problems. He want to create problems. Amen. Now the Bible said this. It said one time, God winked. At the ignorance of men. But that, that's over now. He said at one time that was. But now God commands men to repent everywhere. 
That's scripture. I don't have the scripture with me tonight, but I'll, if you need me to, I'll, I'll get it pulled up for you. But that's scripture. Now, here's another scripture that people don't pay attention to. He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it is a sin unto him. Now, I'm not trying to embed no sin consciousness in you by no means. But you have to deal with these truths. Because they will affect your life. And what affect your life will also affect the lives of your children. Hallelujah. So, just want to get us off on the right. What it is, foot, feet, whatever it is. Amen. I want you. I, I want you to ponder the things that I just said to you, because they're they're very important to you. Amen. And I'm going to show you tonight. You produce children after your own kind. Hallelujah. All right. Are you ready? It don't sound like it, but we're going anyway. Now, in these sessions, we want to look into the word of God to find the principles that it gives for raising children. And we're going to study those principles to see how we can apply them in raising our children. Now, I trust these sessions will be a blessing to you and your children. I trust that. I prayed for that. Amen. I believe. And I believe. Amen. The Bible says, uh, when you pray anything according to his will, he hears you. And you have the petition that you desire. So I do believe that you will be blessed through these sessions. Because I pray for you be blessed through these sessions. Amen? Amen. Now, I want you to listen to me real good. And tonight, like I said, I'm laying a foundation. So, you know, I'll read a lot, things like that. But I, I, I really want you to catch this here. I really want you to catch it. Everything I teach, I want you to catch. But I really want you to catch this here, too. Okay? Now, God is the founder of marriage and the family. God is the founder. God is the founder of marriage and the family. So if you really wanted to know how to be a great parent, you would have to go to God. He is the expert. <laughs> you see, he's an expert because he's the founder. He knows what his intent was. See, he knows what his purpose was. He knows all of that. So if you're going to listen to anybody about being a good parent or a great parent, you have to start with God. If you start anywhere else, you've missed it. Hallelujah. God's plan for us to raise up, God had planned for us to raise up offsprings to populate the earth, producing and parenting children. I will prove it to you in a moment. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26 through verse 28. I want to read. Do y'all have the NIV? 
Do I have the NIV? Good. Let's read it from the NIV. Amen. Now, I want you guys to understand, I've been working on this subject for months now. For months. If it don't sound like it, I just want you to know, I've been on this for months. Amen. Now, listen real good. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and, of the, and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the uh, creatures that move along the ground. Okay, let's go to verse 27. So God created man. Now pay close attention now. God created man in his own image, in the image of in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Now, verse 28 is our key verse. Now pay close attention to verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful. See, be fruitful and increase in number. Be fruitful and increase in number. All right. Now, God is clearly talking about having children. God is talking about having children. We can actually say God told Adam and Eve, have some children. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. He's saying, have some children. He says, uh, increase in number, fill the earth, and subdue it, rule over the fish and of the sea, uh, of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves where? Amen. Like I said, key verses, verse 28. Notice, be fruitful and increase in number. What was God talking about? God, God commanded uh, Adam and Eve to reproduce after His own kind. Notice what God's notice what notice what else God said. God created man both. Now watch now, male and female, command, uh, commanded to reproduce after His own kind. Notice what else God did here. Again, God created man, both male and female. See, this was done to make human increase possible. I want you to put on your thinking cap. You see, this was done in order to make human increase possible. Now, I'm not dealing with uh, homosexuality and all of that. I already, I already told you. But you see, two men cannot produce a baby. Okay, okay, you don't care what you call himself. Even if he go through the process of, you know, having all his organs, you know, whatever, you know what I'm talking about, right? He still can have no baby. 
See, God designed for only a male and a female. Real female. Real female. The only ones can reproduce. See, God, God designed that. Now, think for a moment. He told them, look, Adam and Eve, I want y'all to have children. He made her a female for that, for that purpose. Made him a male for that purpose. I, you know, I was talking to one guy one time. He said, you know, he was preaching. There could be some, some confusions there. I said, Doc, Oh, you got to look at your tools. That take care of the confusion. <laughs> Ain't no confusion in that. I mean, once you look at your tools, that's it. Woman have certain tools, am I right? Man has certain tools. How can you confuse that? You've been here longer than me, Mom. You know I'm telling the truth, huh? I mean, you can't confuse that. I mean, all y'all do is look at your tools. Your tools tell the whole story, Doc. Your tools don't lie. Y'all not insulted about that, are you? Okay. <laughs> Amen. God created man, both male and female. This was done to make human increase possible through sexual union in the context of marriage. Okay. In other words, God created Adam and Eve and, and told them to have children. Now, as God created Adam and Eve in his own image, their children, hallelujah, would in turn bear the image of their parents. Amen? Now, I want to prove it to you. Let's go to Genesis 5. We're going to read verse 1 through 3. I think I gave the men a little peep into this on the retreat. Gave them a little peep into this on the retreat. He says, now listen, this is the written account of Adam's line. When God created man, he made him in, in the likeness of God. Now, here's what you see. God saw himself when he created Adam in his own image after his own likeness. He saw himself as Adam's parent. See, in other words, Adam and Eve were God's children. That's how he saw them. He saw them as their, as himself being their father, and their being, and 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 they were his children. That's how he saw it. Now, I'm going to give you further proof of what we're talking about here. Now, uh, female and female, where we at? Okay. He created them, male and female, and blessed them. And when they were created, 
He called them man. Called them man. Man and wound man. Did y'all hear me? Man and wound man. Wound man. So I, I could say some more stuff about that, but y'all going to be ridiculous. But now watch this. Verse 3. Y'all read that already? I got to read it to you. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness. Whoa. In his what? Own image. And he named himself. Now, read the verse together. Y'all read it. Did you see that? Now listen. Adam and Eve was created after the image and likeness of God. God was their parent. He was, he was their father. They were his children. And he created them after his own image and likeness. Now the man has had children. Adam. Notice what happened. This boy Seth was made after the image and likeness of Adam. Can you see that? <laughs> Whoa. Now, when you and I become parents, we create after our image and likeness in children. That's for real. We create after our image and likeness. You ever, you ever heard anybody say, that boy is just like is daddy. You ever heard that before? You ever heard that girl is just like her mom? Have you, as a husband, have you ever told your wife, are you just like your mom? Just like your mom. Perhaps your wife has said, oh, Gino, you just like your daddy. But now that's what we do. Now we don't we didn't have any understanding about it until now. Have you ever seen anything in your kids that you didn't like? Have you? Come on, y'all, tell me, have you? Wonder where it comes from. Wonder where it comes from. See, that boy got some ugly ways. Wonder where it comes from. Boy, that boy's so, that boy's so bad, disobedient. 
Wonder where it comes from. We don't have to wonder anymore. Where your kids' attitude and character come from. Now, all bad kids don't come from bad parents. Some parents are bad and the kids turn out good. But they've had a touch somewhere. Somebody has, somebody has poured into their lives. A lot of times your life will turn around not because your parent poured into you, but there was somebody else who poured into you. You see, some kids come from good families, but they turn out bad. Amen. But in in that case, many times in, the, in, the, in those kind of in those kind of cases, what really happens is the parent never really took the time to teach the kid or pour into the kid, and so there were others who were bad pouring into them. That, that kid came from a good family, but turned out bad. Now listen to me. Nobody is anything of themselves. There's always a cause. I want, I want you to see that. See, you produce after your own time. Man, you want to kill these kids and you want to beat them almost half to death. But how responsible are you to training them and raising them up to be the person they need to be? Now, don't I told you I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Now you need to put that belt on you. The pastor don't give these kids no these kids no fuel. Well, you're giving them all the fuel they need. Now, here's what's supposed to happen. Here's what's supposed to happen. Adam was made after the image and likeness of God. So Adam's life should have reflected the character. An attitude in God. And in turn, his kids would reflect the same image and likeness that they saw from him. He was supposed to walk in the character of God. He was supposed to have disposition and attitude of God. And his kids were supposed to see that and then would develop like that. But it didn't happen. Remember, Adam fell. This thing happened because Adam fell. What happened? Adam started to produce kids after his own image and likeness. Hallelujah. Now, this thing is supposed to change for us as well. Once we come in Christ, come into Christ. Because now 
our lives should reflect the very image and likeness of Christ. And so our kids is supposed to see our lives reflecting the image and likeness of Christ. And therefore, their life would reflect it. My Lord. Amen. Now, it's more to becoming a parent than being called mom. It's more to becoming a parent than, because, than, you know, than just somebody calling you daddy. When you become a parent, you have a responsibility. Especially if you are a Christian parent, you have a responsibility. And I know sometimes people say, well, Pastor, what happens when uh, I became a Christian in my older age and I, and I, you know, my kids are practically grown or grown now? What am I supposed to do? Well, every parent should intercede for their children. Well, that concludes today's episode. We thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you were inspired and encouraged. We invite you to join our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. We can be found on Facebook at Christian Life Bible Church and on YouTube at CLBC Family. We invite you to tell a friend and to join us each week for our live services. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you again.